0: Welcome to the Alpha to Zeta podcast. I'm your host, Zach Skimmyhorn, coming to you live from lovely Lincoln, Nebraska, with my co-host, Bella Rodriguez.
1: Hi, Zach. How are you?
0: I am live and fully vaccinated, Bella.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm halfway there. Halfway I have to there. wait like three weeks because I just got mine, uh, my first dose, so.
0: What, what dose did you get? Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer. I'm one pump chump.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm a the Johnson j- limited
0: edition Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, for all of our listeners, uh, our audience, we don't have a name yet for them. We can call them, like, alphas or zetas. <laughs> zetas. <laughs> zetas, maybe. Uh, what we're going to call you, I uh, highly suggest you do the same and get vaccinated. It's the best possible thing we can do to get back to somewhat normal life. Um, so make sure you all do that.
1: Yeah, I'm tired of online classes, so please yeah. get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's get back to in person classes. <laughs> But without further ado, let's uh, get into our show. Uh, We have, so far our next guest, this is someone who uh, I've gotten to know over the past couple of months. Um, Someone that you can relate to, Boa, because she is a woman in business, which is the topic of our show. Someone that I can relate to because she is in sports, you know, which is my dream career field. Um, Someone that we can both relate to in a sense that she graduated from UNL. She is Denver Broncos Community Development Coordinator, Katie Schuster. Welcome, Katie. How's it going? It's going well.
2: I'm actually back in Lincoln this week, so enjoying the lovely Lincoln weather as you guys all are.
0: Awesome. It's pretty crazy weather, I will say. Like, you know, Nebraska weather in general, it was about a high of 50 last week and, you know, high of 90 today. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't miss that. I like the steady Denver weather.
0: Yep. So, I want to get a little background info on you. So you are, you graduated from UNL with a degree in marketing in 2016, and from there you worked in the front offices of the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens, and now the Denver Broncos. You've been places. You've been around.
1: Yeah, insane track record. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So um, as well as Community Development coordinator, do you want to speak a little bit about what you do as a community development coordinator? Because I think this is something that I didn't even know was a position until I first met you. Um, I think most people don't even know uh, what it is in the NFL. So could you speak a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so uh, my job focuses basically on supporting our community development team, um, which works to get players, our staff, and our coaches out into the community giving back. And so a lot of our things work with um, hospital visits, working with Special Olympics, Playwork with Colorado, um, different organizations like that. Um, and I also do work on our foundation side doing auctions right now. We have a draft auction right now that's going on and co- that coincides with the draft um, and that benefits Denver Broncos charities. Um, so I do a lot with the foundation and auctions like that. Um, I also am in charge of our Play 60. Um, so that's the Play 60, get, get out 60 minutes a day, Um, We do a play 60 challenge with our boys and girls clubs of Metro Denver, as well as do it working on our fight like a Bronco, which is our crucial catch cancer awareness. Um, So we do a remembrance event. um, We do a game day thing um, and a whole bunch of other initiatives as well.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I I do keep up with your uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts at Broncos off field. You do a lot of amazing work with the Denver and uh, Colorado community in general.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Um, We try.
0: as well as you know being with our topic of today being a woman in business um being a woman in the nfl front office that that's even more of an accomplishment because you know most people think front offices uh they think male male dominated office so quite quite the feat of being a woman breaking barriers uh in in the nfl
2: yeah it is it's it's fun to be in this type of work it does take a lot of work as you can see i moved around Many times before I landed that full time job, but once you do it's very rewarding um, in itself.
1: And then um, I had a question about I know you graduated with uh, degrees in marketing and management. So how did you kind of segue into being more towards sports and involved in sports.
2: Yeah, so when I was at UNL, they I don't know if it's different now, but I'm assuming not. There wasn't really a sports marketing major or any type of sports major. Um, And so being the pessimist I was, I was like, I'm going to just do a marketing major and a management minor just in case it doesn't work out um, and I can go anywhere with that. Um, And so when I was at UNL, I worked in the suites during um, Husker football games and I just was lucky enough to work with the IMG college suite was my suite. Um, And I networked with them and through that, I talked um, with someone, his name's Andrew, who's kind of been someone along my journey with me. And he told me to uh, look into going into like working and volunteering at the Stars, um, the minor league, minor, minor hockey league team in Lincoln. Um, And I just started volunteering there and getting whatever experience I could on my resume. And from there, I just shot it out. Um, Shot my shot with the Philadelphia Eagles and actually got the internship, took the chance, it was unpaid, moved out to Philly for a summer, and once you get that first one on your um, resume, it becomes a little easier to kind of break into um, sports just because you do have that one accolade.
0: Yes, I can attest there is still no uh, sports business major, um, but we do have the Sports Business Association, which is actually how I first met you through that because you are the founder of that club at UNL, and I'm currently one of the execs on that club. So that was awesome getting to hear you early back in January. And, you know, you've done a lot for me the past couple months, you know, giving me advice as well as sending me like internship opportunities. And, you know, you you recently had the the DEI career huddle. That was great. Um, So I I really appreciate you for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, once you get into the sports world, you realize that, it does take the networking and the connections. And I mean, I reached out to someone, I was you a couple years ago. And if it wasn't for the people that reached out to me, I probably would not be sitting where I'm sitting today.
0: Yeah, for sure. Very tight network there in sports.
1: Um, Okay. Speaking of sports, obviously it's a male dominated industry. Whenever you think of sports in general, it's just men all the time. Um, So how do you deal with, or have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome like being around all those men and being a woman in a male-dominated industry has it been a feeling where it's like oh i
2: don't belong here yeah i definitely have felt it and sometimes it's being female and sometimes it's just like i still can't believe that i made it to the nfl and that i have the full time um and so i do feel the imposter syndrome. Every so now and then I felt it before I did the DEI career huddle because I was like, I don't feel qualified for this I this is a whole undertaking. Um, but you kind of just have to separate your feeling from facts you're going to feel stupid all like there's no you definitely are going to feel stupid just realize that you're going to feel stupid but you're not stupid. Um, it's just kind of like that feeling, especially when you're undertaking something new um, it's a little scary it's a little different. This is the first time our team and organization have ever done anything like that. Um, so definitely there. Um, but also recognizing that it's OK um, to feel that way. It's not something you should be ashamed of. It's not something you're feeling alone. Um, everybody feels it um, sometime in their life, whether it's personal or in their professional career. Um, so that's something I kind of relate to as well. Um, and also just focusing on the positive. like I'm, You strive for excellence in everything you do. Um, so when you start to feel that imposter system, syndrome, just kind of think, hey, I was like, when I got the DEI career huddle, I'm like, they both, like, my team believes in my ability to pull this off. It's a first-time event, but they have that faith and the trust in me that I can pull it off and pull it off well. So just focusing on the fact that they, will, they wouldn't have given you the job, the experience, or anything like that if you weren't ready for it or you didn't have the skill set. Um and then just kind of dealing with the fact that dealing with the, a healthy response to imposter syndrome as well, um, realizing that failure is a given, um, especially when you're going to into sports, um, like Zach soon, like you will be applying to a whole bunch of different internships, a whole bunch of different jobs, and nine times out of 10, they're going to say, nope, no, thank you. And sometimes you won't even hear back from them. Um, and that's just the world we live on. It doesn't even have to be in sports, like if you're going into marketing or if you're going into finance or anywhere, a bank or a university, um, just like realizing that failure is a given and you just have to get back up and do it. And then my final one is fake it till you make it. Like <laughs> as long as you look like you know what you're doing, um you know what you're doing. And it's sometimes you almost talk yourself into it when you're trying to fake it till you make it. Um which kind of gives you a little boost of, um, I don't know, spirit, I guess, um, to get you into that mindset. Um, so those are a couple of ways that I overcome imposter syndrome, but I definitely do feel it probably once a week, if not more.
0: <laughs> so we, we've talked a little bit about the uh, DEI career huddle, which is uh, an event that you put together yourself uh, along with the community development team. And something that is an event that I attended myself. And what I found was interesting was at the very beginning, you had legendary Broncos safety Steve Atwater, um, soon to be a Hall of Famer. And he talked, he, he related DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion as to a party, right? So diversity, you know, everyone, regardless of your background, is invited to a party. Equity, everyone has a say in the music. Everyone can put their songs in the playlist. And inclusion, which is everyone feels invited, everyone feels welcome at that party. Um, And, you know, I I feel like that the D and the E, the diversity and equity part are pretty self-explanatory, but I think what some people get tripped up on is that inclusion part. So I want to ask you, Katie, what can men do uh, in the workforce or in the workplace to make more of an inclusive inclusive environment for women?
2: Yeah, um, I have a lot of great male coworkers that do a great job of making me feel included and Um, especially in the sports world. But so if they wanna help out and wanna do well, um, be aware and acknowledge that there is a difference between men and women in the workforce, whether it's pay, whether it's experience, whether it's the jobs. Um, And so if men just acknowledge that um, and are aware of that, I think that's a great start. Um, And then from there, joining the conversation. um, If there is a meeting or something about, equal pay or equal experience or equal opportunity, um, join the conversation, stick up for your female coworkers, um, but also include your female coworkers. Don't just have it be a whole male dominated conversation. Um, So include them as well um, in major decisions, major conversations, and even the little conversations, just being inclusive uh, where that DEI comes in right there. Um, And also just having the power to look at Equal pay I think is a great one. Um, I know some companies don't really make that available to people to see, but um, I haven't had experience with it, but where maybe you're in the workforce and you're like, hey, why, what? if you're open to it, what are you making versus what am I making and how can we change this? Just being more open about it. I feel like sometimes pay is a little one of those touchy subjects in the workforce. Um, but making it less more of a faux pas, more of just like a conversation of how to make um, the pay gap um, less or equal, if that makes sense. Um, Also, just like advocating. If you are a male and you find yourself in a male-dominated conversation or a group or discussion um, that will positively or negatively influence women, then advocate for the women that aren't there. Um, Speak up, um, share your thoughts and maybe even advocate for them to be there um like i said we don't we don't just want a seat at the table we also want an opportunity to run the table um so men that do that will give us the opportunity to have that seat and also potentially in the future be able to run that table
0: awesome, awesome. being an ally, that's, ally that's, that's, what, what, uh, that's what i think, I think i've heard, heard before that, before that really, really really in that sense, sense. Um, um so, so speaking, speaking about, you uh you speak a, a little bit about, about uh the Uh, pay gap do you you believe believe that that women in the the workplace workplace today still face discrimination and and unequal pay?
2: i do um i was reading uh when you're in the sports world you follow twitter and read up on things just to stay in the know i'm sure it's like the same as if you were in finance or working in the stocks you just kind of keep in the know um i saw that forbes came out with comes out with uh like a list every year of highest paid athletes. Granted, I'm not an athlete, but I do work in sports. Um, and I saw that the 2021 just came out. So Roger Federer made 106.3 million um, and he was number one. And the closest female was number 29 on that pay gap or on the spread, which is not great. Um, and Serena was number 33 at 36 million. Um, And that was the first time since 2016 that two women had made the top 50. Um, So that kind of just shows like in the athlete sphere. Um, But I do know, I also read another article recently that in like 2018, women earned 85% of what men did or 82 cents on the dollar. So it is alive and well, Um, it definitely does exist. Um, And I know the, the company I work for is doing a great job of hoping to change that, um, and make that less or even equal. Um, but it does take time. Um, it does, it won't happen overnight. We wish it would happen overnight and that it was already here, but it, it's just the politics of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. And, uh, speaking of what the Broncos are doing to combat that, I did see that today you just, uh, recently, recently introduced a new position. What, What was that position? I believe it was like the DEI. Uh, Yeah,
2: so she will be the VP of DEI, and so she will work directly with me, which will be fun, um, especially on our DEI career huddle that you attended. Um, And it'll just, she'll just look for ways to focus um, on DEI in the Denver Broncos and making sure that um, everybody is included, um, that diversity is represented, um, and equity is there. Um, So I'm excited. I'm not exactly sure what exactly she'll be working on. Um, Like you said, she just got hired, Um, but I know our department is meeting with her um, once she gets settled and started and just kind of focusing on what we can do um, as a community department to help her um, both internally and externally um, to spread the DEI.
1: Well, we talked a little bit about what men can do to be allies and to help further women in uh, business, especially in sports but what are some things that you believe women can do to advance their careers in general?
2: Yeah, um, I would say speak up. That's something I know as a woman, it's hard to do that. Um, I am a very passive person. I don't like to stir the pot. Um, I'm more of a go along with the group, but um, I've been working more personally on just speaking up and if I don't agree with something, at least sharing my opinion. Um, it doesn't hurt to speak up or share your opinion. It might get shot down, it might get laughed at, but at least you spoke your mind and you brought it up. Um, another one is um making education available to women. I think even through like actual like educating, whether it's in college or middle school or whatever, making a class that's focus on that or even just educating those in the workforce, whether it's having like a seminar or a virtual meeting or where you just talk it out. Um, I think making people available and aware and educating them on ways they can speak up, speak out for themselves. So basically empowerment. Um, I think that would be a great way as well.
1: I definitely agree with the not being used to speaking up because when i started this podcast when we started it it was i barely talked so i definitely experienced that in on a personal level in my everyday life so um i couldn't agree more with that um and like there are obviously famous women in history who were are known for speaking out and just being those uh vanguards for women in the future um but do you have any female role models that or in your life, or just in history, or in general?
2: Yeah. Um. Obviously, my family. Uh, um. My mother, my aunt, my cousins. I've definitely played a role growing up. I'd say for me professionally, um, I have had the fortunate ability at the teams that I've worked at to work under some very strong women. Um. Uh. When I was at the Chiefs that was kind of my first introduction into community relations uh, and Amanda Carlo who works there with the Chiefs Community Outreach Team really took me under her wing and taught me the ropes and really treated me like a co-worker rather than an intern um, which was a great great step in my I guess education as being someone in community development just because I I felt like a part of the team I felt like I was an equal participant rather than their lowly intern that is just doing grunt work. Um, and same thing at the Ravens, my um, two of my coworkers, Heather Darney and Kelly Talent, were really good at making it so I had my own projects. Um, it wasn't just like that grunt work. It was stuff they gave me literal events and activities to do and run with it and fly with it. And I think that trust um, as well Um, helped flourish like who I am personally and professionally. I just got more confident. As you start out in the industry, you're a little timid. You don't really want to row the boat, um, things like that. But being able to have that trust and that um, leadership and that teaching and that kind of like friend mentor relationship with those women um, really helped me. And then right now I'm working with two great women, Liz Manis and Allie Inglekin in the community development department and they from the get-go I've just been very open and very honest and they've, they're have they very shoot, straight shooters, which I love, um, especially in the sports industry and especially for women. Like I love someone that can be direct, um, but direct in the sense that it betters yourself. It's not mean or anything like that. It's definitely more for the benefit of you um, and it's helped me grow also as a per- personally and professionally and just kind of being more comfortable in myself and being a leader in the Denver Broncos and being able to do things like this. This is like podcasts scare me. I don't mm-hmm. like talking. Um And so like these are things that like they've pushed me to do and grow personally um to better myself and help better the organization as well.
0: Definitely stepping outside of your comfort zone. I think that's probably the best thing you can do for yourself professionally. Like even for us too, like we were both scared to start this podcast so it has been been going great so far but uh we i do want to ask you one last question before we let you go katie um this is a question unrelated to uh women in business but it is a question that everyone in our business fraternity told me to ask you <laughs> bow before the podcast like we need to ask katie this question who are the denver broncos selecting at number oh nine gosh. on thursday <laughs>
2: You know, I am not privy to that information. I am on the edge of my seat as well as you. I don't know if we'll trade up, if we'll trade back, if we stay at number nine. Um, I am excited to see what's in store for the future of the Broncos. Um, I know whoever we do get um, will be a great asset to our team, and I'm ready for the 2021 season.
0: Awesome. I I know my 49ers, they're picking a quarterback, which sounds like the Broncos might do the same, so – I hope you get someone for that will be beneficial for the Broncos' future. But, uh, Katie, I want to thank you so much for being on our podcast. You know, um, I really do look up to you. You are someone that I can definitely see myself modeling my career after. Um, you know, the next time I'm in, a, I'm in my in an interview uh, and I get asked, where do I see myself in the five years? I'm going to tell them, look at Katie Schuster. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, To all of our Alphas or our (laughs) Zetas, whatever we're going to call you. Uh, If you want to check out more about what Katie and her team does, definitely go check out at Broncos Off Field on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for coming. It was really nice talking to you. Um, It's really refreshing to know that there are women involved in sports, and it's really cool to see that everything you've done this far. So thank you again for
2: coming on. Yeah, of course. Happy to have happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I feel very important when I get on these things, but there's the imposter syndrome talking right there because I'm like, I'm not important enough to be on these podcasts, but thank you for having me.
0: Yep. Thanks for being a great guest, but, uh, to all of our uh, listeners out there, we will be back next month. I think we got a pretty good schedule going on, releasing an episode once every month. So, uh, make sure to check us out late May, early June, probably, but, uh, We'll be back soon. So uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all later.